Welcome back to Draft Vice. I'm Walter. You remember because uh, you watched the show. And uh, we're talking finally about fantasy football today. We're talking quarterbacks. Not cornerbacks. Uh, unless you play in an IDP league, I don't generally talk about quarter, uh, cornerbacks. No, we're going to talk about quarterbacks, right? Uh, you know, the, the, the position that has become devalued in fantasy because you only play one. And even though they score a whole bunch, they're the most important player on the field. Generally speaking, they're just almost valueless in regular fantasy. Now, you can make them have more value, right? You could go ahead and do uh, super flex leagues, two QB leagues. There are ways of increasing the value of quarterbacks. Point per completion leagues, that increases the value of a quarterback. So, generally speaking, or it will actually just change values of quarterbacks. You know, that would just like benefit guys who just get a lot of checkdowns. So, uh, if you want to keep the the quarterback value up, you do the two QB league or the uh, the super flex league. Um, but today we're uh, I and these ranks are good for that as well because it's still just the order of uh, you know how I feel about these quarterbacks. And uh, before we get into the the rankings, uh, there's a little bit of news. Uh, Baltimore Ravens have released Earl Thomas safety. Now, you might be like, Walter, you know, this is a fantasy episode. Why do we don't care about defensive players, do we? And I'm like, well, you, you know, you, you, you do get a defense in a lot of leagues. Some teams still have defenses. Some teams do IDP. I mentioned IDP before. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm doing IDP ranks. I don't know if anybody's doing IDP this year. I'm sure there are some. But Earl Thomas, safety, formerly the Seahawks. Uh, is released from the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, so, and he was an important piece. Like he wasn't the only piece of that defense last year, but he was a piece of that defense that made them really good on the back end. They also had Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey at corner, and then you know Brandon Carr, Jimmy Smith. But again, that was a very good, very uh, potent defense. So, uh, without him, I think it's going to be a big problem. Uh, Let's just, you know, and then uh, also, you know, as of recording this, uh, Browns have had a ton of injuries, uh, including Grant Delpit. Falcons have released Jermon Brown. Uh, he basically was losing his job to Matt Hennessy, the, the, the guy that they drafted this year in the third round, which is fine because Jermon Brown was, like, even though he was on the team that did really well with the Rams, he was not the key cog in that piece, but he was just like, uh, but he was there. So, you know, they had signed him. He has not been great, but he's going to sign on somewhere, maybe as a depth piece. We'll bust right into it. Uh, I, the ranks will be up on the website. Yes, we have a website. Uh, it's draftvice.com. I know. Who knew we had a website? I didn't even know we had a website. I knew we had a website. It's always been in the links, to be honest, uh, in the show notes. But we do have a website. And uh, also it'll be on the Instagram. You know the, the Instagram, right? It's the, the thing that the, the hot models put themselves on and show most of their body, but not the nipple. Just the, not the nipple. That's the only thing they're not allowed to show. So it's, it's that website. And I post picture, uh, graphic versions of it. Yeah, if you were a fan last year, you will see it again this year. And maybe I'll do some short videos like I've been doing on the Instagram talking about different players and positions. So let's get into it, right? Uh, We'll do quarterbacks, then we'll do tight ends. And right off the bat, number one, QB. Uh, the, the top guy is always easy, right? I mean, like this year, it's, it's Pat Mahomes. It's been Pat Mahomes, and it will still be Pat Mahomes. If you think it's Lamar Jackson, you're not, like, wrong, but you're not, 
I, I don't know. I don't agree with you. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I like Pat Mahomes. I think he's probably the safest pick. Uh, yeah, he had injured last year. That's why you don't draft QBs early uh, because it's just it, the, the drop-off in value is not much. Uh, and things happen, and usually the number one Q, the number one QB one year is not the number one QB the next year. So, like you're you're listening to me say, hey, don't like, I have Pat Mahomes number one QB overall? Yes, I'm not drafting him in 99% of leagues. Even in a two QB league, I'm probably not getting Pat Mahomes. Regardless, Pat Mahomes, you good? You don't need me telling you that you're good. Uh, Number two on my list, I, I struggle with number two, right? Uh, I had feelings of wanting to go back to the old Aaron Rodgers, who used to be my number one almost like every year except last year. Uh, and then like, and he was only like two or three last year. So uh, this year I didn't do that. He's still in the uh, he's still in the upper echelon of the QB ranks, but he's just not number two or one. Uh, this year number two is Russell Wilson. Yes, the Russell Wilson. Uh, T-H-E-E -E Wilson to, you know, throw back to our buddy Shane, the Wilson, the Shane. Uh, yeah, so uh, Russell Wilson constantly been a top five QB. Uh, you know, I think there's been like one year where he was outside of the top five. He uh, finished uh, a top five QB last year. He's been the number one QB overall in a lot of years. Honestly, he would be number one QB probably a lot of year, a lot more years if, you know, they didn't decide to just constantly try to pound the rock and wait till the fourth quarter every time to give the ball to Russell Wilson and just let him go, hey, baby. He also has got a lot of speed on that offense, more speed than I think he's ever had before, right? He's got Tyler Lockett as a weapon. He's quick. He's fast. He's quick. He's good. Uh, DK Metcalf, man, that's a dude, right? You know who DK Metcalf is. He's, he's huge. He's huge. And he ran a 4-3. I don't know how that works. He, he's literally just uh, an amalgamation. I don't know what he is, to be honest. He's inhuman, but he's human. He's amazing. He's, he's, a, he's a sexy human. He's a giant human. Um, not who we're talking about today, though. But he's one of the weapons. Sometimes you do look at the weapons. Sometimes you look at the situation of the players. And Russell Wilson probably has some of the best players and the fastest players around that he's ever had in his career. He also has Philip Dorsett signed in the offseason. I'm not saying he's going to be an amazing, he's going to do well in fantasy on his own. But he does contribute something to this offense that he's going to be taking the top off. He's, he's going to be fast, is what I'm saying, folks. Offensive line, again, I think we're – I feel like every other year we're talking about the, the Seahawks offensive line. Uh, it's not as bad as it's been in years past. It's probably not as – it probably won't be as good as it was last year. So I, I have mixed feelings on the Seahawks offensive line. Um But, again, I, we've seen Russell Wilson survive without a great offensive line before. He's good. He's he's a great quarterback. I think he's still got a couple more years of great Russell Wilson left in him, and I, that's where I'm going to go with it. I, you know, yes, will the Seahawks? Will he beef you up one week and get eight points or four points? Yes. Um, he's no longer getting all the points through his legs. He's still great. He's still good. Um, Wilson's my number two. Number three is Carson Wentz is going to blow people's minds, right? Carson Wentz. How did you pick Carson Wentz? Well. Here's the thing. He was good last year, man. He was good. He was good. He had no weapons. He had nobody to throw to. He had Jack Daly and uh, two tight ends. Like, he had good tight ends. But uh, but they went into this offseason looking for speed, right? They get they said, we had a need, a need for speed. And they did it. They got, they got, they still have Deshaun Jackson. They got Marquise Goodwin. He opted out this year. Okay, not, not great. Uh, but they did draft Quez Watkins. They drafted Jalen Rager in the first round. Jalen Rager's, by the way, been raving at camp, everybody. Um... You know, honestly, I don't think they even have Alshon. They would have Alshon on the roster if they had the ability to get rid of him. Uh, they don't, so Alshon's still on the roster. Uh, 
Again, uh, they also have, uh, you know, again, the two amazing tight ends, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott. They have a lot of good weapons there. The offensive line is still good. Uh, you know, they did lose the best offense, probably one of the best guards in the NFL, Brandon Brooks, for the year uh, to an injury, and that, that's sad. But they did bring back Jason Peters. He's going to be playing right guard. I don't know how he's going how well he's going to be at right guard, but they always seem to find a way to work at, at offensive line. They've got Dillard. They've got a few other pieces there uh, for tackle goes. Lane Johnson's really good. Kelsey's really good. Uh, I I feel comfortable enough with the overall situation, and I like Carson Wentz. And he's got more speed than he did last year on the the team. You hope Deshaun Jackson is going to still be good, uh, and you don't need Deshaun Jackson to be every down Deshaun Jackson. I just think I Carson Wentz a couple years ago was amazing, right? And honestly, he he dragged that offense to the playoffs and then got his head spiked into the ground by Jadavian Clowney. I got to say, I like Carson Wentz. I'm really high on Wentz this year. That doesn't mean I would draft him in the top, you know, six rounds. Maybe like around end of six, seven. It depends who's there. It's always it's always dependent on who's there. I do not have my big board yet set. I will have that ready by probably Thursday because I will do an episode on Thursday talking about that. There will be episodes all the way to Friday this week. Um, Monday's episode, today's episode is QBs and tight ends, though. So uh, Wentz, it goes Mahomes, Wilson, Wentz, Watson. Yes, Deshaun Watson. Again, a guy who his team said, listen, I get it. He doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins anymore just to throw it to. I get it. Believe me, there's a part of me that's worried about that. That's why he's four. But Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Kenny Stills, that's that's speed, man. That's speed for days. That's light speed. That's light speed rescue speed. If you know me, you know I think Deshaun Watson's now part of the Power Rangers, along with his, with his light speed rescue crew here, and I think it will work. Plus, he's got David Johnson, the ghost of David Johnson, but still David Johnson uh, in their backfield, as well as Duke Johnson, the Johnson and Johnson brothers, not the Woody and Charles, but the Duke and the David. Uh, and they could both catch out of the backfield. I think they're going to utilize them like that. Uh, Darren Fells was solid for him last year. I think he's going to be maybe even a bigger part of this offense. Jordan Akins, a lot. Of, if you're a Texans fan, you know Jordan Akins. If you're not a Texans fan, you're probably who the hell is he talking about? But uh, Texans fans seem to be huge on Jordan Akins. So you know what? I you know everything that's there. The offensive line is better than it's been in the past. Uh, Deshaun Watson does have to learn not to you know hang onto the ball. I think this is going to get him to start spreading the ball around a little bit more. We could say that it might never happen. Uh, they still have Kiki QT. They got all these like interesting guys. They don't have the guy anymore. They no longer have DeAndre Hopkins, but they do have a lot of cool players. So listen, we, we will see what ends up coming out of it. They got Tunsil. They got Martin. They got uh, Titus Howard. So we'll see if their offensive line congeals together to be a solid offensive line. It got better last year as as the season went on. Now they get a year to conge- you know be together. I think the O line is going to be better. I, I think this is the the time. We will see if Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson I think, it, it very could very much could end the year as the number one QB in the NFL. Uh, and, listen, I wouldn't be shocked. So, Deshaun Watson, you're number four. Five. I finally will say Lamar Jackson. People are like, why are you waiting so long on Lamar Jackson, Walter? And I will tell you. I like Lamar Jackson. I do. I liked him coming out of college. I thought... I thought a bunch of teams should have taken him way before he went. I thought the Giants should have taken him. Uh, and, again, like I thought there were so many op- – I thought the Giants should have traded up to get him from the second round if they were going to you know go Saquon first. So, 
listen, I, I like I like Lamar Jackson. I think he is a great runner. I think he's a solid thrower. Uh, but he takes a lot of hits. His offensive line's not as good as it was before. Um, great tackles. Guard center situation's kind of a question mark, kind of up there. Uh, you no longer have an all-pro at right guard with Marshall Yonda. That doesn't mean that he can't be great. The receiving weapons are better than they were last year, I would think. Um, Willie Sneed's not you know dazzling you, uh, but Hollywood Brown's in his second year. They drafted a couple of guys who I think are pretty good. Uh, Hayden Hurst, they traded away. Uh, so, yeah, they're not going to have 30 tight ends to go out there with, but they still have a few tight ends in their room. They're not totally out on the tight end market. Uh, receivers, again, like I said before, like they have a few new guys. Devin DuVernay, very big fan of Devin DuVernay. Mark Andrews, right? We'll talk about him in the tight end section. Uh, running back, they got J.K. Dobbins, Mark Ingram. I mean, their running back room is pretty friggin' deep. Like, that's kind of a weird running back room. That's kind of like one of the harder ones for fantasy to figure out. Uh, overall, I like Lamar. I just think it's going to be a harder year this year. Uh, for him, teams are going to, you know, maybe figure out if he has any kind of weaknesses. This will be the time we find out. Uh, if he, you know, if he gets injured, if, you know, that guy gets one, you know, like you get a calf strain, you know, that takes away part of your game. So, and there have been reports that he's missed a couple of practices already in camp. So, again, athletic quarterback, I, I love him. I think he's great. I, I actually like the people who drafted him, like, last year, like, who were, like, high on him last year. I was not, like, super high on him like other people were. I was I was kind of, like, interested, but I was, like, I was interested in drafting him, but I wanted, you know, he was in my, he was in the, the guys who I was interested in last year. So, I, I like Lamar Jackson. I just think that it's quite possible that you are not going to get the the, the number two or number one quarterback overall this year out of Lamar Jackson. I think that is quite possible. It's quite possible he does end number one overall. So I could be an idiot here. Still, we're talking about what? Five? That's not that big of a deal. And I'm saying don't waste a top six pick, a top, you know, your top four round pick on him, right? Your top four rounds, don't don't draft Lamar Jackson, right? You need to get other players. That's, that's what I'm saying, essentially, when I'm saying all this stuff. Um... Sixth is Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, man, how the mighty have fallen. He's now at six. Six? Really? Had Six is mighty? Weird. But yes, Aaron Rodgers at six. Uh, you might think of another quarterback who might be the next one here. He, you know, we'll begin, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. He's the best. He's not the Aaron Rodgers that was like five years ago. He's still like 90-something percent of it. He's still good. He's still great. Um... I, I kind of worry about no longer having Bulaga there. That actually does worry me more than probably most people make a big deal about it. They didn't address the receiving core, so there were some questions with that. But he still has Aaron Jones. He still has Devontae Adams. Uh, we'll see if Jay Sternberger comes along. We'll talk about him in the tight end room a little bit. Uh, I, I like the, the running back room, Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, receiving core. Some of those guys might be in the, their third year of development. This might be the year to take the step forward with Marquise Valdez-Scantling, Alan Lazard. So we'll see. Uh, I, you know, I know the team wants Marquise Valdez-Scantling to be the guy opposite of Devontae Adams. I don't know if he will be the guy opposite of Devontae Adams. But we will, you know, they like the speed. They like the player. Um, all the other pieces there are kind of good. The defense is fine. You know, again... There is the worry you're not going to just get the production Aaron Rodgers used to get you, but I, I don't know. I, I like Aaron Rodgers, so we'll, we'll hang tight with him. Uh, Dak Prescott's number seven on the list, right, Dak? Great great guy. I love him. Uh, I, I think that the offensive line is mostly solid around him. Center, Travis Frederick. 
not potentially playing this year. Uh, not poten- I mean, not, not potentially playing. He retired. What am I saying? Derp. Um, but receiving core is sexy as hell, right? They've got Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper. Oh, my God. The deliciousness of that receiving core, right? It's like throwing to three amazing players. Michael Gallup, the year he came out, was considered the number one receiver by PFF. That's sexy as hell. C.D. Lamb? Some people really thought CeeDee Lamb was the number one receiver in this draft. And then Amari Cooper was the number one receiver in his draft for a lot of people. So, and they've all, you know, they all can probably be like number one receivers for some team. So he's going to have one-on-one matches with each of these guys. And Amari Cooper can get open anytime he wants. Michael Gallup is a, is a strong, tough dude. And then you also have CeeDee Lamb, who, dude, imagine having CeeDee Lamb like almost like as a big slot Michael Thomas role in your offense. It's too sexy not to want to play with. I get it. I can understand people who want Dak Prescott higher. I totally get it. He also gets you yards on the ground with his legs. He'll run in a touchdown every once in a while. I think he's consistently gotten, I think it was like three years in a row, he had six touchdowns from running. So he will get you some extra points that way too. So I don't hate the people who think uh, Dak Prescott should be higher than Rodgers. I just, listen, I think Rodgers is the talent, is just unfathomable Hall of Famer. And listen, if one of these guys is there in the seventh round or eighth round, you're probably taking them, right? Does it matter which one? Are you really that? Like, the problem with QB in one quarterback leagues is that it's really close. I like Dak Prescott. I like Aaron Rodgers. Uh, eight's going to be a, a weird one, right? A mystery box kind of guy. Kyler Murray, right? He's got the legs. He's got the, the receiving core uh, mystique, right? The Christian Kirk. He's got Larry Fitzgerald. He's got DeAndre Hopkins, right? And I keep in mind, like, Dak Prescott's kind of like the start of this next tier, right? The tier of good quarterbacks you feel solid with as your starter, right? You're, they're uh, Dak Prescott and then Kyler Murray. Like, I would probably feel comfortable if I had Kyler Murray as my starter. I probably want to grab somebody else as well as a backup for Kyler Murray just in case that doesn't work out. Kyler Murray finished, rel- uh, finished in the top 10 last year, though, for fantasy QBs. He's got good legs. He could throw it to, you know, he's going to have probably the best receiving core that outside of Dallas, right? You got Christian Kirk, who's been really solid. You got Larry Fitzgerald, who granted is like, I don't know, 92 years old now, but still somehow has the best hands in the NFL um, and is a great blocker too. Uh, Again, then you also have DeAndre Hopkins, who is literally probably the top two, if not the best receiver in the NFL there you go. He's got an amazing receiving core. Offensive line, you're hoping it's a little bit better this year. Um, but it, it does look like they, you know, they at least addressed it. They signed Kelvin Beachum. Marcus Gilbert walked in free agency, but he was injured last year anyway. So, uh, you know, Josh Jones, they drafted in the third round. I, I look at that team and I go, you know, year two of this team could be very interesting. Kenyon Drake, they transition tag. They got him back. Uh, so we'll see how he works in that offense. They still have uh, Chase Edmonds. I don't think he's really, you know, a threat, but uh, to to Kenyon Drake. But I think he's helpful at least to Kyler Murray. I I like what this team has. They no longer have Charles Clay. I think he left uh, in free agency, if I believe correctly. I don't have their roster in front of me. Either way, receiving core is great. I I like what they do, and I like what Cliff Kingsbury kind of like at least tries to do by adapting his team and and trying to do a trying to make some great uh, matchup issues for other 
for for other teams, right? Like we're gonna go spread. We're gonna go ten uh, ten personnel. Then we're gonna do twelve personnel. He will fuck with your head. That's the amazing thing about Cliff Kingsbury. He is he is willing to adapt. Now, granted, you hope they they just they don't just do the horizontal offense the whole time, right? I want to see Kyler Murray take some shots downfield. That's going to be the part that sets him away from everybody else. If we can get that, if we can get the offensive line blocking just a little bit better, a little bit better, and we can go ahead and take the, you know, take it and just fire it off, get some deep balls down the field because we know Kyler Murray's got an arm. I would, I would be very intrigued. I think Kyler Murray could be one of those guys because he has the legs, because he has the arm, because he has the talent and the offensive skill weapons and the offense around him. He can be a top to top quarterback of this year. So I, I'm very high on Kyler Murray. Um, next on the list is going to be Matt Ryan, right? He's solidly been in the top 10 for uh, quarterbacks the last few years. I mean, I, if you were to tell me, like, and he's always the guy who's kind of forgotten. Like, he'll finish top three or top two. There was a year he was number one. And he's like, you, you forget some years that he was good. And you just go, wait a second. Matt Ryan's still in the NFL. Matt Ryan's still kind of good, but he's kind of silent because he has all the good weapons there. I think the offensive line is going to get better. Yes, they lost uh, Austin Hooper. They got Hayden Hurst, who was a first-round pick a couple years ago. They traded a second-round pick to grab him, but still. Uh, they have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, uh, and the guys behind those guys are relatively solid. Russell Gage, you know, they uh, they get they got Todd Gurley, right? Offensive line, you're hoping they take a step forward again this year. Uh, Chris Lindstrom, Caleb McGarry, now going to be in the second year in the NFL. They drafted uh, a guy in the third round to be a center. He'll, he's actually kind of uh, going in at guard. Talked about him. I talked about uh, the Falcons, by the way, in uh, the last episode I did previewing the NFC South, and you can go check that out. It's going to be the link will be in the description. Um, and yeah, go check it out because I talk about their offensive line, I talk about their weapons, and I talk about my predictions for that that team. Uh, when you look at what's around Matt Ryan, he's got a lot of good pieces. He was a top 10 quarterback with these pieces last year. I don't see a reason why he wouldn't be this year, right? Um, yes, he's lost like one or two pieces, but not a ton. Mohamed Sunu was gone by uh, mid-year last year, so they traded him away. Uh, Austin Hooper, I do think they will miss him, but I think they will find ways of uh, so, like replacing that production, maybe with Hayden Hurst. Uh, after Matt Ryan... I've got Drew Brees and Tom Brady at 10 and 11, right? Old dudes just being dudes. Both of them have some great weapons around them, right? Drew Brees, you know, both the four, over 40 crowd uh, have some amazing, you know, Drew Brees is Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders and Jared Cook and Alvin Kamara and an amazing offensive line. And Tom Brady has Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, O.J. Howard, Gronk, Bray, uh, a solid offensive line. Uh, Ronald Jones, you're hoping he takes a step forward. Both these teams have pretty decent defenses. Uh, both these guys, I don't think are, they both can throw deep balls when they need to, but I don't think you're going to see them throw as many deep balls as like you might have seen you know, in their younger years, which makes sense because you get older. And now granted, they're all saying that Tom Brady's arm is better than it was 10 years ago, so who knows? Either way. Uh, I think Brady is in a solid situation, but I, I, you know, he might get a lot more pumping than, than maybe you know he needs to be getting. I don't know. Like I, I think he's gonna have some great matchup weapons with Gronk and Brady and Godwin. And again, I, you know, we've seen Breeze do it with his guys, right? We've seen Breeze be a top 
and quarterback with Michael Thomas. We haven't seen him with Emmanuel Sanders, but we've seen Emmanuel Sanders walk in mid-year and take over an offense and be the number one receiver last year. So I'm already a hype train for him too. They don't have Ted Ginn. They don't have a guy. They don't have a true speed guy anymore um, for the Saints. But I'm not too worried about that. They just seem to know how to get stuff going. Again, he has Jared Cook. He's they've developed some chemistry too. We'll talk about Jared Cook. Um, so yeah, these two, those two guys are like the. They're getting close to the end of the 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 top. You know the QB one list. The the top twelve QBs. Uh, the last guy, number twelve, is Kirk Cousins, right? The the Kirk Cousins. T.S. Kirk, and uh, he's with the Vikings. Uh, we saw him have a slow start last year, a really slow start, like an anemic start last year. But once they got going, man, they did well. Now, he no longer Stephon Diggs. I honestly think Stephon Diggs helped make that offense go a little bit um, because they did lose Adam Thielen for quite a chunk of the year. They trade away Diggs because, like, again, he did not care much for being with that organization. Zimmer team, you know, Zimmer can be Zimmer. And apparently Diggs and uh, Diggs and Kirk did not get along. Uh, I'm thinking maybe, you know, again, you know, personalities just collide sometimes. And Kirk gets along really well with Thielen. You're going to have Ola B.C. Johnson, who's kind of more of a – I've done the tape crackdown on him. Solid receiver. Um, you're not replacing Diggs with him. I think the replacement for Diggs here is just the rest of the offense congealing with the two tight ends, with Irv Smith with Kyle Rudolph, with Dalvin Cook. So I think that's the stuff that's going to be making Kirk Cousins a solid quarterback for this year for fantasy. Is just that I think the offense, your second year in the offense, you can get a little bit more of the intricacies. Yes, I know the play caller from last year, Kevin Stefanski is not going to be there. He's going to be coaching the Browns. But still, like, you know, you have Kubiak, who basically coached Stefanski into the offense. That was kind of Stefanski's call was to call up Kubiak and say, hey, come on in. Kubiak's now taking over as the OC. I, you know, it's, it's still relatively the same offense. I don't know if Kubiak's going to be worse at calling his own offense than Stefanski was. So Kirk is 12. Then it goes Matt Stafford. Stafford got hurt last year, right? But I like Stafford, and I like the weapons. Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, TJ Hawkinson, Donnie Amendola, uh, on Johnson, DeAndre Swift. Uh, it, the Now, the O-line has had some transition, some turnover, if you will. Um... They, they got rid of Rick Wagner. Glasgow walked in free agency. Uh, in came in Jonah Jackson, who they drafted. Then they – and they also had Tyrell Crosby, who's been there for a bit, who maybe will be a guard or maybe a tackle for them. So they, they have some pieces that you're hoping I, – I am not a huge fan of, uh, of Matt Patricia, but I am a fan of Matt Stafford. So I, I think – Stafford should be solid this year. He's going to be, you know, it's going to be his like third year in this offense. He at the beginning of last year, he was the that offense was what was making them compete. Uh, I I think we will see a solid return to Matt Stafford back to being the stat Padford category of stat Padford. So listen, I, I think it's going to be interesting. I want to see I want to see this offense work. I kind of I like Matt Stafford. I like the Lions. I, I feel like I am a Browns fan. I also root for Lions just because I feel bad for the Lions. Like I, I root for teams that I feel bad for, or just like I feel like a, a camaraderie with. I, I'm a, I'm a loser. That's how it goes. But we're we're here to learn how to win at fantasy, right? Um, after Matt Stafford, I have Philip Rivers at 14. Right, he's kind of always been the solid guy. Um, has a better O line this year than he did last year. 
Uh, I don't know if he has better weapons, right? T.Y. Hilton, more of a long speed guy than, I mean, T.Y. Hilton can be great, right? Uh, he does not, he's not had the time to build a chemistry with Philip Rivers. Uh, that's a good question, Mark. Uh, I, I would feel more comfortable if, if Philip Rivers got to bring Keenan Allen with him to the Colts and T.Y. went to uh, the Chargers. Like, if they did that swap, that would have been amazing because that's the kind of guy that Philip Rivers really likes, a good route runner who could just get open, like, within, like, 15 yards of the line of scrimmage. Um, T.Y. Hilton can do that. That's not, like, a problem for T.Y. It's just not, like... That's not why you have T.Y. They also have Jack Doyle. They have a great offensive line. They got two running backs who I think people would kill to have, Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack. Um, they no longer have Eric Ebron. Instead, they have Trey Burton. So the weapons around Phillip Rivers is great. You know, Paris Campbell's in his second year. Michael Pittman they drafted at the top of the second round. I, I think that there's a, enough there to be to, to like, right? I think there's enough pieces there to say, I think this team can be, you know, I think the team could be very good, and I think it could help Phillip Rivers having, you know, the two good running backs, plus Naeem Hines is there too. He's kind of the Austin Eckler of that team. I, I think there's enough there to like. There's enough meat on the bones to think Phillip Rivers can have a bounce-back career. And, again, he's usually been solid uh, as a starter. Like, he's usually like that base, like, hey, I waited really late to get a quarterback, and they just go for, for Phillip Rivers. Um, the next group of guys, this is like where my list kind of cuts off and it goes to the next group of guys, which is like 15 to 30, right? And it's just kind of guys who I, 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 you feel interested in, but you wouldn't necessarily feel great week one starting them. Top of that list is Cam Newton. If he's starting for the Patriots, it's a big if, right? But if he's starting for the Patriots, I could see Cam Newton being a driver for that offense and potentially that team being very good because they have Cam Newton. So he's 15, 16 is Josh Allen. Uh, you know, he's the he's the sequel to Cam Newton. He's just he's just a, a paler version of Cam Newton necessarily. Um you know, again, good you know, good arm, deep ball kind of guy. Uh I, I very athletic, runs the ball sometimes, sometimes gets him a little injured, kinda like what happened with Cam Newton. He's learning though. He's learning. He's got guys who get open. He's actually gotten better at the intermediary stuff, a lot better than necessarily his deep ball accuracy has gotten. He could throw the ball 75 yards on his knees. He just can't, you know, accurately throw it, so that's kind of weird. Um, so, uh, again, like, and not that I'm saying, like, it's weird that – I'm just saying he, he needs to develop the deep ball accuracy. He's got the intermediate area accuracy, which was always the issue, question marks, with him when he was coming into the NFL, too. But, you know, you have Singletary, you have Moss, those guys are, you know, Singletary's in his second year, Moss is in his first year, Dawson Knox, I'm kind of intrigued into seeing. Uh, you got, you know, again, Diggs, who they who they traded for, they've got John Brown, they got Cole Beasley, so there's a lot of nice weapons here. I think they could utilize all of these guys to, to boost up Josh Allen. This is Josh Allen's proven year. Josh Allen could be the number one QB in the NFL this year, and I wouldn't be shocked. But, um... He's had some question marks to him, but overall, I just—it's really weird because it's hard to figure out where you should put some guys. It's just very hard to start pushing guys up, four and guys who move back and guys who've always been solid, right? Like, cause it's fantasy football is a risk analysis, right? It's risk assessment, and with quarterback, it really is try not to lose a QB. And you got Philip Rivers, you're probably not losing a QB. But if a guy throws four interceptions, you're losing a QB. Rivers has done that too, but that's besides the point. But he's all, he's not done that very, very many times. He's done that a couple of times. So after Josh Allen, I got Baker Mayfield, right? And and why do I have Baker Mayfield? Yes, I'm a Browns fan. But listen, I, I there is a reason why I have Baker Mayfield 
seventeen, which is not that high. It's QB. It's a it's a second. You know, it's your second tier QB system. You know, your your QB two if you have two QBs. If you're in a two QB league. But I have Baker Mayfield 17 ahead of a lot of guys, but it's it's a weird thing. There's a lot of QBs, especially this year. Like, you, you almost have teams that can double up at QB. Like, you have Jameis Winston on the same team as Drew Brees. QBs become so deep in the NFL. Guys who were starters are now backing up on current NFL teams now. Uh, but with, you know, the reason why I have Baker Mayfield, I, I think Baker Mayfield can actually take a step forward this year. He's going to be in Stefanski's offense. Uh, we could see kind of like uh, a, like last year, post-week four, Kirk Cousins' uh, uh, career, if we could. Maybe like we'll see that sudden burst forward, possibly. Maybe not by week four, because it's been a truncated offseason. But you never know. So I, I think Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, this offense suits his skills very well. It sounds like Stefanski's going to try and scheme guys open, use a lot of play action, a lot of outside zone run. And you just look at the weapons there. And Baker was good his first year. He was. Now, you got a question, maybe last year just destroyed him. And I feel I, I do worry about that. But the, the 17th overall QB, you're not really worrying about that. You're, what you're trying to do, if you're trying to take a second QB, if your first QB is a safe QB, you want to. If you are taking two QBs, some some people you have to know your own league, right? With quarterbacks, there's a strategy. You have to know your own league. Generally speaking, I don't draft a quarterback within the first eight or nine rounds, uh, mainly because like there's not a point to it. Like there's so many quarterbacks and the drop off is so little. If you're in a one QB league in a twelve team league. you're fine. You can get the 12th best quarterback or the 13th best quarterback. The depth you're building at the other positions is usually better. So Baker Mayfield's going to be one of those guys I might look at at targeting maybe to take my shot at potentially getting a really good QB or a a good QB that could turn, like a QB that could turn into a really good QB with, if everything starts clicking, right? That's what we're looking for is is a guy who, you know, Oh, everything starts clicking. This team's going to be really, really good. So, that's what I'm looking forward to at Baker Mayfield. Ryan Tannehill's after him. And I feel like Ryan Tannehill's going to just be like a solid starter this year. Um, you know, I, I think his gameplay has been good as a starter, but I don't think he's going to be a good fantasy quarterback, kind of reminding me of like the, the Alex Smith years where it's like he's kind of – he's not the driver of the offense. He's just – he's a really good piece and a, a good QB. And I, I don't think – Tannehill's going to be, you know, like the top five QB. He could be. He very, I could be totally wrong on this, but I think he's more of the – he's trying to keep the offense moving. After Tannehill, it's Daniel Jones, Ryan Tannehill Jr. Um, I honestly might put Daniel Jones a little bit higher than this. Like, I, if, if I feel good about how everything's coming out in camp, uh, like, again, these are all – like, especially ranks at this point, it's all kind of fluid. Like, after you get out of the top 14 or 15 guys – it's it's really kind of who do you feel is going to be the most likely one to jump up further, and the reason why I, you know in this tier I kind of had Baker Mayfield first is because he's got so many good weapons around him. Uh, Daniel Jones, you know, athletic. If he's got if he's got everything working for him, it'll be good. Uh, the offensive line maybe could I, I you know like I, they lost Nate Solder, they got Andrew Thomas. Uh, I, I think Andrew Thomas is going to have a little bit of a learning curve in the NFL. So is Jedrick Will. So are a lot of the other tackles. But I, I kind of like what's around Daniel Jones right now. So I'm, I'm not too worried about that. I think you're going to be able to get a at least streamable quarterback out of Daniel Jones. And, yeah, there were some issues last year. And there's things that I do worry about with him. But 
I, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by the athleticism. I'm kind of intrigued with people were a few years ago with Ryan Tannehill, where it's now Ryan Tannehill's older, so I'm not as like intrigued with Tannehill. I kind of know what he is. Um, I I think Daniel Jones, you know, he's gonna have the athleticism. He's still got a lot of in, like good pieces around him. Evan Ingram, Saquon Barkley, Golden Tate. Uh, Darius Slayton um, is actually a guy I'm really high on going into this year. I think Slayton's maybe the star of that the receiving core there, potentially. After Daniel Jones, I got Jared Goff. I feel bad about putting Jared Goff this far down. I do. I feel like he should be a top 15 QB, and I'm probably wrong on where I have him. It's just it's so weird with quarterback where it's like what you're really looking for is trying to hit a double. You're trying to at least just get points. And – while Josh Allen, while while Jared Goff did solid last year, the my worry is more with the offense as a whole, right? Um, no longer have Brandon Cooks, right? The the long speed guy. He does work well with Josh Reynolds, so I'm not going to say like, hey, he can't do anything. I think McVay's going to readapt this offense to a lot more two tight end sets. Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, um, get Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers some good matchups. I you know maybe the interior of the offensive line gels a little bit better this year. Uh, you're hoping for that. Uh, I just, you know, I, you know, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, they're always good players. So he's got a lot of good players around him. I just, you know, the offensive line worries me still, you know, and it could even be worse. Like, that's what worries me with that. It could always get worse. Andrew Whitworth can get worse. You know, he can, you know, because he's older and, you know, he just can have a drop-off or get injured. Rob Haverstein is not been his best form of himself you know previously maybe he was dealing with injuries last year and we don't know Bobby Evans actually came along and played pretty good in his replacement for a game or so so I'm I I I really do feel like Jared Goff should be higher but when you're at this stage of it I it's very hard to differentiate and I'd rather sometimes look at the and God listen you can get to like round 12 and take Jared Goff and be totally fine. This is the problem with QB. It's become almost too deep. So uh, after him is Ben Roethlisberger uh, coming off a really rough injury. I just, I'm so worried with Roethlisberger. And he always seems to play down to competition. He's unpredictable. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll just, he'll get a five touchdown game against the Colts in a year where their pass defense is one of the, in the top 10. But then the next week, have five interceptions against a team that's a bottom five team in the league who ends up having a top three pick. Like, that's that's Ben Roethlisberger in a nutshell. And if I could do an impression of him actually in a nutshell, I'd stop right now and do it and do the whole Mike Myers thing, but I can't. So let's go up and move beyond that. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is 22. You're probably going like, dude, Jimmy Garoppolo should be higher. Uh, he's now in the set. I, I Again, I agree with this concept. It, Jimmy Garoppolo has just been weird. I don't, I don't know how I feel with him because – you know, right before he had the ACL tear, he was he was not showing great that first couple of games. Then he had the ACL tear. Uh, then he came back. The team did really good last year, and not like in spite of him, he had good games. But he was like very up and down. Sometimes he doesn't see the field. Sometimes he's got great you know great players around him. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is not there. I would feel much. I, I probably would have put Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit higher if I still if they still had Emmanuel Sanders there. I don't know why they didn't try to resign him. Maybe they did. They couldn't come to an agreement. Whatever it is, I I just don't know. I I'll probably end up shooting myself in the foot with this. Jimmy Garoppolo should probably be higher. But when, again, like I said, when you get to this area of it, you know, he was a top fifteen QB last year. He's probably going to be a top fifteen QB this year, um, and he really could possibly be a top five QB. You know, like we've seen Shanahan's offense turn quarterbacks into a, a gold, but 
you know, again, like a lot of teams just couldn't even handle that run game. That run game was so crazy that they just couldn't stand it, and that they teams would just ball ball over for that. So, eh, I don't know. Uh, Sam Darnold, uh, I think Sam Darnold's another guy who could move up. Uh, my worry is the offensive line, kind of, uh, kind of. All those guys are brand new. They're just they haven't had a lot of time to congeal. Uh, like a, like a nice uh, souffle. Uh, all all guys who have been you know average uh, circling around that average field no elite players there necessarily maybe they develop into elite players but they got a couple of new guys they got everybody's new on that offensive line and that's really the worry uh also the receiving core Robbie Anderson's gone so a guy who you previously had a relationship is gone now you got Brashad Perriman to kind of replace him that's fine you have a deep threat I just don't think he's going to be the primary target in that offense I think it's going to be Jamison Crowder Chris Herndon Maybe Griffin, Le'Veon Bell. So I, I, I don't think that necessarily – and then Denzel Mims, if he ever gets on the field. Again, like he – you know, they have a lot of interesting pieces. I don't think Prashad Perriman is the necessarily the guy uh, for them. I think he's going to help at least keep that offense, you know, healthy uh, as far as, like, you have to respect the deep ball to them. So Sam Darnold, I, I could totally see damn Sam, damn Sam Darnold doing really damn well. But I, I – there's just so much – I worry about with that team. And again, like I, I liked Sam Darnold, so we will see. Uh, next up is Teddy Bridgewater. Again, I just don't see a ceiling with Bridgewater. I've seen him play the last few years. He's very much, you know, he's become even more conservative as he's gotten older. Uh, maybe it's different now that he has Robbie Anderson. He's got a lot of speed on the offense. You know, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. He's got a lot of weapons around him. Ian Thomas, we're hoping, will take a step forward and become a real player this year. We'll talk about him in the tight end episode. So I get the idea of maybe feeling okay with Teddy Bridgewater. I wasn't like if you had to play him last year, if you had, if you were in a two QB league and Breeze went down and you grabbed Teddy, that was probably like your your safety net that got you like a few points for a few games. Um, and kept the offense moving and kept them winning games. Next is Gardner Minshew. Again, I just don't see Gardner Minshew as a high-ceiling guy. I could entirely be wrong. Maybe more of a streamer or matchup guy, though. Um, after him, it goes Drew Locke. Whatever happened to Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota? That's just the new sitcom that's going to be on CBS this year. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, magic, tragic, 2.0. Three point whatever O that he's at now. If he gets to continue playing throughout this year, he might lose that job to Tua. He might lose that job to Josh Rosen. He might go ahead and run and hit himself in the head and get a concussion. We just don't know. He has, you know, he can get injured. Things could happen. He he tends to be the guy who's like, I'm going to go ahead and play magic ball and just does really well for a few games. Gets you too high to get you so many wins that you you can't be like the number one overall pick, but then still like won't get you to the playoffs. So. After him, it's Fitch Trubisky. You know the the combination of you know all the Bears quarterbacks because who the heck knows is going to be leading that room. Uh, I would probably prefer Mitch out of the two of them just because Mitch has legs that he can use, whereas Nick Foles kind of stumbles a little bit when he has to run. Uh, after him, it goes Joey Burrow just because you're a rookie. I don't know what to say. You know you're you're a pocket rookie. You're not necessarily a legs kind of guy. Like he's got legs. He's like Baker Mayfield. He actually kind of reminds me of, like that's kind of the like he could totally be a solid player, um, but we just don't really know anything yet. And you know that, the Bengals offense, I'm still a little skeptical on. Then comes Dwalex Haskins Smithlin. Um, Dwalex 
Haskins, Smithlin. Like, you know, it's like three different quarterbacks over there. Like, Dwayne Haskins, Alex Smith, Kyle Allen, whoever ends up starting. I think it might end up being Dwayne Haskins. Um, I think that they will have a functioning, semi-functioning offense, right? I, I kind of do believe in in Turner and in Rivera. I do believe what they're trying to do there. So I do think that they will have a functioning offense. I just don't know how much I believe overall in the general scheme of like how well they're going to do uh, in the long term um, and whether that's going to mean actual fantasy production for the real quarterback. And then last comes Tyrod Taylor, um, potentially Justin. I, I think Justin Herbert would be higher up. I would probably be higher up if this was earlier year uh, Tyrod Taylor with the legs. Um, right now he's a bit older. I'm not quite sure if he still has the athleticism. We haven't seen him on the field in a few years. He wasn't great for the Browns. So, I don't think the pieces really fit what he does well. If you notice, when you see my receiver ranks, I'm going to be a little bit down on Keenan Allen, unfortunately. I love the I love the player, but I just don't think what Tyrod does fits what Keenan Allen does. Um, so we might see Herbert, I think, sooner rather than later, just because you know at this stage of Tyrod's career, and I watched the first episode of Hard Knocks. Tyrod, you're an amazing dude. I love you. Uh, you know, I... I wish you the best. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Tyrod's the best quarterback in the NFL this year. How about that? And that's it. That's the quarterback episode. If you want to follow the podcast at DraftVice on Twitter, at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram, you can follow me at B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of life. Punch like a delicious drink you drink of the summer. Uh, and uh, tune in for the next episode where I go over tight ends. Then I follow it up with running backs. And then lastly, it will be the receivers because there's 50 billion of them. I don't know how long that episode could possibly go on. Thank you. Have a nice day. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about the past. I'm about the people.